0: This episode is brought to you by ADDICT, A-D-E-Q. Use ADDICT to promote, discover, and engage. Localizing sports, highlighting, and displaying the sports industry in your local city, state, area, community near you. ADDICT, A-D-E-Q. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Do me a favor, leave a like in the comments. Please let me know what you think. Um, subscribe, subscribe. As this summer, I continue to bring some heat to the podcast, man, and put on for, for, for my city and for, the, for everybody in, in the state of California and the world to hear. Um, let me jump right to this intro, man. Uh, this young man is a Sacramento native, born in Sacramento, California attended sacramento high school let me give you some of this this young man stat lines and some of this uh these accolades that i actually got to witness uh myself as a coach um while at sack high averaged let's say 10 points three rebounds six assists two steals per game during his senior season he was named all metro conference team and was named all sack metro honorable mention i mean he had at least man six assists in 10 games as a junior But get this, here on on, Honor Roll, accolades every quarter and graduated magna cum laude. This gentleman then transferred to UC Davis. Um, 2016, All-Big West Honorable mention, Big West Hustle Player of the Year. 2017, he gets a chance to go to the dance, the NCAA tournament, to also go with the Big West Honorable mention again. Big West Conference Hustle Player again. All-State Good Works Award, National Nominee. Graduated from UC Davis. Um, let me read the stat line for you. Number two in assists, I believe, four hundred and eighteen. Number six in free throws made two hundred. Number seven in three-point field goals made 125. Number nine in points, nine hundred and twenty-three, and number ten in field goals made two hundred and ninety-nine. Uh, also he's the third player in the program history all time to collect more than four hundred assists. Um, none other than Sacramento's own Darius Graham. D. How you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on here. Uh, appreciate you doing your homework and stuff like that. I ain't heard those uh, those stats and those accolades in a minute. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Hey, that's some of the best the best part of doing it. We get to go back down memory lane, man. And for me, the dope part is even I I lived in some of that high school area and then watched the college with you, bro. So it's kind of like I've been watching for a long time. So as you know, you like to do. What I like to do when I was playing. Pick up ninety four feet, man. We gonna jump right into the to this 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 questions though. Um, but just let's talk Sacramento, bro. Let's talk growing up uh, in Sacramento and what part of Sac did you grow up in?
1: yeah most definitely I, I um you know i was born and i lived a little bit of my adolescence in uh, del paso heights uh that area my my father's from that that part of town my mother's from oak park and her family's from that area we ended up moving to the south area of kind of close to kennedy high school actually in the Greenhaven uh, pocket area and i've been there for most of my life but um in terms of like the schools that i went to the places that i went i was very much all over the place. I don't think I ever went to a neighborhood school, actually. So, uh, I've, I've jumped around from, um, you know, I went to Sutter Middle School. I think that's the first time that I actually met you was uh, at Sutter Middle School. Um, I obviously went to Sac High and then, um, you know, going down the street to UC Davis. So, I've been uh, Sacramento through and through, uh, you know what I'm
0: saying, for yeah, all my life. definitely what's up, man. I, I definitely feel that. Uh, growing up in Sac, moving around a little bit, um, and again, I've Very athletic gentleman, but sports, you know, we talk about hoop, but again, you know, even then, I'm sure, how many sports, bro, did you play growing up, or did you always, was hoop your thing, or how, what else did you dibble and dabble in, kind of get a feel for growing up?
1: Yeah, yeah, so, so hoop was my thing, that was my love. My dad was a college uh, football player, he went to University of Utah, he actually went to Grant High School, uh, played there, and went to University of Utah. Um, I, I was interested in it. But it was a dispute, especially with me being small. With uh, my dad not wanting me to take those hits, and more importantly, my mom not wanting me to be right. out there. Uh, I dabbled into uh, into baseball, but I quickly knew that I was one good at basketball, and, and uh, you know, loved. It. I also uh, jumped into a little bit of track. You know, I like to have good speed, and I'm pretty fast, so I did that. But uh, more times than not, the main thing was always basketball. I loved that sport, and I really um, like honed in on that at a young age.
0: That's what's up. So growing up, who did you look up to? Who kind of was you mimicking your game after during those times, man, during the blacktop days or were you, you know what I'm saying? Who was you trying oh, to – Oh,
1: well, I, I always say, you know, and I tell you know kids this era, like the younger kids now, you know, being fortunate of my, my growing up and my love for basketball started with the Kings, right? The Kings were booming. So – Bobby Jackson was my guy. Shout out. That was my guy. Right? <laughs> right. And, and I emulate a lot of things that he does. He was very much a hustle player. I always brought the energy, always brought the spark. He was a bucket. And he was just a crowd favorite and a guy that always just uh, changed the pace when he jumped into the game You know, six man of the year, um, all that type of stuff. I went to his basketball camp. I remember he repped the game. And uh, I worked out with him a few times um, as I got a little bit older. So. There's a guy that I see around the city still, and I and I always give him his flowers,
0: but that was my guy. Yep, definitely shout-out to the new Stockton Kings coach, Bobby Jackson, man. Definitely uh, humble. Yeah. Same same thing, man. Met him, genuine guy, but loves the game and loves the community. So definitely shout-out to Bobby Jackson. So we get into this basketball thing, man. As you know now, training and you working now still, or being through that college, high school grind. Let's say during your early years of playing ball, bro, how much time did you put in working on your craft? You know I mean? Nowadays, kids clock... It's, I don't know if it's good hours all the way across, but just hours, right? But how much? How many time were you saying you're putting in, working on your game and whatever it had to be?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I'll say this. You know, the game was always – it's always been fun, but it was, it was just a game probably until about the sixth grade. I want to say, you know, I was fortunate enough to – my dad didn't play basketball um, in college, but he played a sport, right? So from a young age, he would always tell me one about the lifestyle of a college student athlete in the grind of that. Right. So when I got into the, uh, you know, into my sixth grade year, going to seventh grade, going to Sutter, and that was the first time my dad used this phrase. He said, it's not the warm fuzzies anymore. Hmm. Right. Guys get cut. You are, you have to work. Right. So uh, from that early age there, uh, I know you know the Greenhaven area, there's like a levee, uh, at, you know, over there at uh, Garcia Bend Park. And we would drive over there hopefully we would drive over there. Sometimes I would have to run the levee over to that spot, but uh, we would get on that hill. I'll go up and down that hill, get my legs right, uh, you know, and then get to the gym and stuff like that. So I would say from that point, I really put in time. As I got, um, you know, into middle school and then definitely into high school, um, I started to, you know, see people that were getting it, especially at Sac High. There was a lot of uh, guys that were getting scholarships, and I started to just, you know, ask them questions, pull from them. And I realized that um, it's not enough to just go to practice and to go, right? I learned that, you know, in the middle school, high school area. And I was like, all right, I got to find a trainer. I got to start working out with some people outside of this. I have to go and get my strength and conditioning in before practice. I have to get up and do uh, a few squats, some push-ups, some sit-ups, and stuff like that before school, go run some miles before school. Um, So once that – that you know ninth tenth grade uh came about i was i was it was a job it was what i wanted and i would be up before school working out go to school leave school get my homework done go to a workout go to practice you know eat and go to sleep and stuff like that so um yeah i was locked in i wanted to get it
0: hey that's what's up man that dedication you you mentioned it student athlete you know i mean sometimes that gets left out the forefront, but again, reading your resume and knowing how you were, just where does that educational focus come from, man? Because again, as we know now, especially you know, as, as an adult in a society, that can take you far as well as basketball. Where does that educational piece come from?
1: Uh, I mean, that's a direct reflection of my parents, right? Um, you know, it, I, I'm very aware and very grateful to have grown up in a two-parent household with involved parents. And, you know, my my dad in particular uh was always on me about that, right? It was always just get my homework done. He used to tell me from out when I was in elementary school, when I pick you up from school, you should start your homework right now in the car. So that you don't waste time just looking out the window. You can get that homework done, get some of those things done so that when you get home, you can go outside and play basketball. You can go and do that type of stuff. Right. So he's real big he's been real big in and uh, guiding me on doing my work early, right? Keeping the main thing the main thing and mm. I always tell kids, especially Um, you know, with my journey, we'll probably get a little bit more into it a little bit later, but, um, you know, I only have one scholarship offer coming out of high school, and it was to UC Davis, right? And the thing about UC Davis is it doesn't matter, like like a Stanford, like an Ivy League school, it doesn't really matter how good you are, right? You can be a great player, but if you can't qualify for the school, you aren't going to be able to get in, right? You can't get a scholarship. So, you know, I always just say what I was just being preached to and, you know, followed was keep all my avenues open. I didn't want a school that was interested in me to not give me a scholarship or not, you know, come and watch a game because my grades weren't good and stuff. So I didn't want that to be the reason that I didn't have my dreams come true. And like you said, man, just having those habits of like getting my work done, getting my schoolwork done, being attentive with that, putting my best foot
0: forward, it helped me on the court. And you know, it it helps me to this day, right? Just those, those daily habits. Let me ask you this during pops, pops being and mom's being on you about it. Was it ever rough for you point where you was like, man, or you didn't see the end goal? Or did you ever be like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this. Or you was like, you know what? I think I see where they're taking me with this.
1: No, I mean, I'll say this, right? I I consider myself a a mature kid, but I was still a kid, right? So there was many times where I didn't see the full vision Um, I did trust my parents, you know what I'm saying, what they have for me, but it wasn't like I was just going along doing it, right? I I fell short. I I was not perfect in terms of even in school or with my workouts and stuff like that. But one thing that I can appreciate was just the accountability that was given to me, right? And from there, I mean, there have been arguments. There there was a little bit of friction at times. But at the end of the day, right, um, just as much as they were on me, right? They were the same ones that was, you know, my dad in particular that was driving me to the workouts. That was, uh, we were going into sack high, you know, kind of, you know, don't quote me, but breaking into the, to the gym <laughs> to in getting shots up and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So um, I understood that my goals were also their goals. So with with everything that was being
0: said, I understood that it was, you know, for a, a bigger purpose, a bigger reason. Yeah, definitely a shout out to them, man, cause uh, you can see that in your demeanor and how respectable you were at an early age, right? Come you know what I mean. So I definitely can't that. And anybody that talks about you, we all say the same thing, dude. Super respectable, this, always. You know what I mean? That's that's. I mean, how can you not like it? Even if he give you some buckets and take it, you gotta take a loss. <laughs> I gotta respect the man, cause he keep it. He keep it that way on and off the court. Uh, let's talk a little bit quick. Set up middle school, man. I don't even remember how many how low the y'all were over there, bro. Getting to that competition, right? Like, being so many good players at one school at one time, at the middle school level, How what was the practices like over there?
1: Man, Sutter, Sutter was – that was an experience, man. <laughs> I went to Sutter for, like, the first time. I had a friend that went to the same elementary school that played on the, the middle school team. And I went by there, and I was like, man, like, you know, you know Sutter in general is in downtown. It's one of those pre- – you know, this is a prestigious area, right? Yep. So I go into the gym. I'm like, man, I see the talent that's up in there. And, you know, right then I was drawn to it. I just wanted to be a part of something and, you know, be challenged, right? So um I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of competition, especially coming in as a seventh grader uh, and being, you know, kind of unknown and stuff. Hmm. But, uh, like, we got after it. I'm talking about I – pound for pound, that was probably, like, the hardest – like time because it was training. We would have little lifting things that we did. And I was being exposed to that for the first time. The practices were just competition, competition, competition the whole entire time. I think when I went there, um, Josiah Turner was was in the eighth grade. Uh, Chris Carvin, who was real good at Laguna Mm -hmm. Creek, was in the eighth grade. Uh, I played with Kai, Kai Thomas, uh, who was good. Uh, Jalen McQuillan, you know, Blake, mm-hmm. all the, all the uh, say, the Kennedy kids, yep. the Kennedy boys, and they, you know, we were stacked and stuff. So uh, with that, we had a little bit of competition, you know, throughout the city still, and it forced us to, like, come together and things like that. I don't think we won a city championship my seventh grade year, but then we came back in the eighth grade and won that and also NorCal. But um, I, I will tell you, that prepared me, right? That prepared me for that next level, and that's exactly what I wanted. I remember seeing – Chase Tapley coming to the gym, you know, and that was like, wow, Chase was, you know, doing his thing and mm-hmm. for him to go to Sutter and for all the other people even after me to go to Sutter. It was just one of those places where, you know, in my opinion, I felt like it was just a great prep to that next high school level, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. A lot of, a lot of history over there, man. I, I went there too. It was, I mean, the games was crazy. The environment too though, right? I think the school environment you get with the support the students the teachers is like it's, it's like many many high school college big college type that for you know for middle school kids I say right? that
1: all the time, man. <laughs> I say that all the time. The, me and my sister my sister went to set yeah. her as well and we're just like man the resources that you have there Facts. right the gear that, that we got the- hey, right, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Everybody was, want uh, gear, right
1: like he said support from from the parents um you know especially on the team mm-hmm. and stuff like that the coaches um you know mr farm was there when i was there and yep. all that type of stuff so just mm-hmm. to have um you know say all that type of stuff was was very beneficial that,
0: that experience for any kid in middle school is, is amazing to have over there for sure man so you get through shutter uh let's just talk just as far as what your game's at before you to go to high school man oh, Let's rate it from a one to ten scale where do you think it was Going finishing your eighth grade year on a one to ten, where do you think you were in that aspect? Ten being the highest.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's that's a subjective viewpoint. I I never thought that I was just like all everything, right? Again, I was playing on a good team. I was just trying to be the point guard. I was trying to get guys involved. So personally, I probably would say like it was good. It was probably like a a seven that I would say just in terms of. Um, my development, right? I wasn't a great outside shooter. I was uh, very much a mid-range to a basket type of player. Um, defensively, I was solid, um, but I still had some things to, to fine-tune my game with, right? And, um, you know, so just going into that summer, going into the, the ninth grade, it was a big year. Um, I got a little bit bigger. And stuff like that, but I was still a little scrawny, you know, a little scrawny kid at that time. So, so I still had a lot of work to do.
0: So, what things maybe did you highlight or kind of like you and Pops or you and your trainers kind of work on, like, okay, D, this is what we got to do yeah, this summer. This is what we're focusing on that you, yeah, you need no, to improve.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, you know, I decided to go to, to SAC High and, and made that commitment, um, you know, i probably say like towards the end of my eighth grade year and stuff. So, once Sutter's season was over, I was actually just getting picked up and headed over to Sac High to go do their workouts, right? And um, I think with that, it just the pace that they were going at things, um, it it for it gave me a just a work ethic, a different type of blueprint. So I was able to then see, all right, I gotta go into the gym and make my 200 shots—not just shoot them, but make 200 shots, right? I seen. Trayvon, uh, Chase, Mm -hmm. Josiah doing that, right? So I was in there and that kind of gave me the strength to kind of get a little bit more confident with just my jumper, right? One thing that I I told myself that I needed to be was a good catch and shoot three-point shooter at the least going into uh, high school and stuff. So I was really in the gym, getting a lot of shots up, uh, working on my ball handling, and then more than anything, just working on my explosion, right? So um, at that time, going into ninth grade as well, Outside of SACI, I was working out with Sam Long a lot, and that's a big thing that we worked on, was just being able to be shifty and then explode off that shiftiness and stuff like that. So um, with that, uh, with all those things kind of coming together, it was really like attacking the basket, taking less dribbles um, to get to places, um, having the vision to... Uh, see plays ahead because, you know, when I'm going up against, you know, these guys, especially those varsity players at Sac High when I was coming in, right, those passes that I was looking at and I thought were open weren't open anymore. I was mm-hmm. getting stuff picked left and right going in there, man. But, um, you know, just learning and having a little bit more anticipation on that end. Um, like I said, knock down shooter and then just tighten up my ball handling and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What's up? Shout out to the, to the bro Sam, man. Still grinding, doing his thing for oh, yeah. the city, man. Good, Great guy. Uh, great off top, coming to 8th grade, you knew I'm I'm going to varsity coming in or was that something you had to work towards, something you said no, nah, I'm making this happen out the gate?
1: Man, I was my eyes were set on it, I'm not even going to lie to you right, like, when I, I went to Zach kind to get a scholarship that that was the, the goal that I wanted, and you know kind of playing like the comparison game which I've learned, comparison is a thief of joy, you know what I'm saying, you gotta run your own race, but I was looking at you know, all these guys, you know, like even just at the school, Chase played varsity as a freshman. Josiah was at Cordova playing varsity as a freshman. Trayvon was at Kennedy playing, you know what I'm saying, doing all that type of stuff. So it was it was one of those things where, like, I thought that I had to be a, a varsity player. So I was going in there, I was competing, right? But at the same time, um, you know, I was told and learned quickly at the same time, right, that if I were to be on that varsity team, I would literally be behind three top 150 players, and stuff and it just wasn't going to look good for me so um, they decided to put me on JV my freshman year which uh, I mean disappointed but not like super disappointed I understood what the game was I understood what I had to do at the JV level and I just shifted my focus to just say okay let me get my good reps in let me help this team let me be a good leader and um, let me just wait for the opportunity next
0: year that's what's up so you get there, you get in there. Um, JV season goes, um, actually, and then now I think I'm sure right now you already met Swaff went through that whole little meet and greet. Bye. But then let's just get that initial again, cause I've known them for years, watched them. Again, I mean, I just I don't know. It's it's some people, both sides with Swaff, but I just for me it's just something I've always been attached to from a distance. I'm like I just love the passion, win, lose or draw for me. How was how was your what was your first um, kind of perception of of Swaff when you got there? <laughs>
1: Man, what was my first process? So when I, you know, obviously in the eighth grade, looking at those games, I just seen this light skinned dude running up and down, <laughs> up and down the sideline, yelling at people, right? So yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Like, you know, he just he gonna just pick on me and everything like that. But um, you know, it was funny between I mean, when we talk about swap we have we were missed without talking about uh, Coach Earl and Coach Burrell. Oh yeah. It's a, it was a, you know, a triangle, and I also Coach Pruitt back in the day before he uh, decided to leave. Yeah. But, um, you know, the initiation was literally him telling Trayvon, who was – like, he was a starter as a sophomore. The last game I seen him play was against Clay Thompson in the state championship game, and he was guarding him tough. And Swap and Earl really told him, Trev, pointed at me, and told him to lock me down. And that whole entire practice, I don't think – I maybe got past half court one time on my own, right, and they just come at me. And then Swaffer was just, you know, chewing me out, letting me know what it was, and it really made me, you know, have thick skin. Those are those, those pressurized situations where they just threw me into the fire, right? So with that, you know, he was very much on me. And at first, I was like, man, I'm getting picked on. I'm getting this and that. But I, you know, with the help of my father kind of talking me through it and stuff like that, I, I realized, man, is that, you know, just as much as they on me and that they see so much in me. They see me as as the next one, right? And I was like, wow. I took it as a sense of honor. Uh, whenever I needed to get into the gym, he let me into the gym. Um, I, you know, had a great foundation, but that wasn't the case with everybody on my team in Swathwood would drive guys home. swaffle would sometimes have them stay at the house if they were in the bad situation. Uh, that man really looked out for us, right? And as much as he would have loved to have a state championship, right? And he's had many of opportunities. I tell you this, man, he was so proud every single time one of us got a scholarship and got to college and went to go. He was big on degrees. He was like, go get that degree. Go it, more than anything, right? I think... When when I got my scholarship to Davis, it's this picture that I have, man. That is just you can see the jubilation in his eyes, man. It Super was like dope. one of those, those moments. So, I mean, to this day, like I learned that like the power of tough love, and you know, those guys got my back mm-hmm. for life, you know. And I and I love those guys.
0: Super dope definitely a, a multi-headed monster over there because you got to have multiple personalities dealing with youth, and you know what I mean. So you got to have help in your assistant coaches or or a lifeline for you. So that's why you got it, man. Shout out to everybody over there for sure. Uh, Sad Kai, let talk a couple highlights, man. What uh, Give me a couple highlights of standout moments that you may have never, that you won't forget or just kind of that, that ring your bell kind of always or something you got in your memory bank, man. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, I think I think the first, like, team memory, it was actually a couple of them. I got a few. One was uh, playing in NorCal Championship. My, uh, my sophomore year, that, that team, I still say to this day, we should have won a state championship. I was hurt, man. We had Will Davis, Rob, Garrett, uh, Trev, Joe. Uh, we were good. We were stacked. I was coming off the bench and stuff like that as a sophomore. But that was really my, my coming out party, right? I was, it was one of those things where um, I would say probably like halfway through the season on, I started to catch my groove but never really had the opportunity yet. You know, I was still being a role player, but I was working. I'm talking about we were in the gym getting shots up, going. I was waiting for that opportunity. And it just so happened, right, at Arco Arena on the big stage, like, I think I I came down and probably hit, like, seven shots, seven. I got, like, seven quick points in a row, like, in the third quarter to kind of keep us in the game. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was a a coming out part. We didn't win the game. We lost by a few points. Um, But... After that, that's when I started getting a little bit of, like, city attention, um, a little bit of coaches starting to contact me and things like that. Another um, moment was um, we were playing in this MLK, like, Jamboree in um, at, Cal, at Cal Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And this was my junior year. And I think Josiah just transferred out. I know you remember when Josiah mm-hmm. transferred out of Sac High and stuff. So he just transferred out. I want to say we played Sheldon maybe like a couple days after that at this other game, got blown out. We were playing the team that we played in the NorCal Championship who were loaded, and, you know, we rallied together. And with the help of uh, Aaron Cameron, that man went off that game. You know, he's just hitting threes. From, you know how Aaron yeah. he, he hit threes from all over the place. and It was just a, a great, great highlight. And then um, the last one was a – like it's a personal one. I want to say it was my – I forgot what year it was, but we used to go down to uh, SoCal to this Oaks Christian tournament. And it was a big-time tournament. It had some good teams. And we played against uh, Valencia High School, and there was this guy, Lonnie Jackson, who was headed to Boston College. He was a, a pure bucket. And, um, you know, we had a few guys on him, but I wanted to check him and, you know – in that game, I mean, I gave him, I gave him fits, right? And it was one of those times where he was like six four, six five. It kind of validated me as like a premier defender, right? And you know, your podcast called ninety four feet. We pride ourselves at Sac High mm-hmm. on, on picking up full at the time, and I just was making life hard for him. And that's when I knew that I can pretty much, you know, guard anybody out right. on the court. So yeah,
0: that's that's what's up. That's what's up. So go through Sac High, man. I know some of them. The Burbank games, the Grant games, that film still online was was crazy. Even a couple games at the Kennedy one, uh, standing room only, man. Those uh, just being able to play in those environments in your city, what was that feeling like for you personally?
1: It was everything, man. It was really everything, right? Like just nothing like high school basketball. There really isn't, and to be in the Metro League back when it was still the you know what I'm saying the real Metro League, like I got to see some of that culture, right? I didn't even mention. As one of those memories, you know. Respectfully, I'm gonna say we. I, I, I've torched Kennedy my senior year <laughs> at, at SAC, I, I gave them yeah. blue man yeah. It was a, yeah that was a good one, but <laughs> Kennedy, uh, Kennedy, Burbank, Burbank in their in their gym, right? You know how everybody's right on top of you, right? And stuff like that. It's really standing room only. Um, you know, like you said, Grand High School, that was always a homecoming for me, because right. my dad dad, you know, had everybody knew me because of my dad, and all that type of stuff, it, there's nothing like those environments, man, when the music playing, yeah. you're coming out, you're warming up, and you just know it's gonna be a show, and it's like, alright, you either gotta get down or lay down, right, right. we play, you know, a few, uh, I, I'll say this, you know, just just off the rip, man, like, uh, rest in peace, Mitchell Love, that was one of my one of my
0: fiercest competitors, right? do birthday games with Mitch, Dog. with Jay Stone, with uh with Cliff, Rest in Peace, with yeah.
1: Jalen Coates, uh, you know, Stratter all, all those guys, right? Big West. There was a lot of guys, right? And you know, I tell people even as I, you know, went up the rankings and stuff like that, those guys, those teams, um, you know, I'm I Obviously, have more names, the Kennedy guys, like you said, the McClatchy, all that type of stuff. Like those were the games that I remember to this day. My dad has filmed every last one of those, and I still pull those out to this day. Yeah, I
0: mean, I could only imagine those. 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 Those moments are just never. You know what I mean? Those chills, those. Those vibes is ridiculous, bro. Like I said, because I mean, but also the dope thing for me as a coaching and seeing those. You guys all respect each other. Like it was. It was like man, these boys that they neck. But then still goofing off later on, still hanging out. But that that ball went up, you wouldn't tell it wasn't no denying it, man. That was, I think that was basketball was at you know, was at a high level still in the city between sure. like I'm seeing between kids and in schools like that, bro. Super dope. So we we'll talk about getting out of high school, grade leave sack high. First off again, graduating with high honors, right? Killing it, dope. One offer on the table, when does that come to you? How does it how does how does Davis come your way? Yeah, man, that was
1: a um it was just a stressful time. At the time, right? Um, I was a guy that was a firm believer: of you get out what you put in. Um, I had a, a couple of hiccups um, in terms of like uh, AAU and just exposure and playing time on teams and things like that. So I kind of felt slighted in terms of just being able to get seen, right? Um, but the you know, one thing I did was just control what I could and firmly believed in that, and I just kept on working, right? So um, UC Davis, the first time they uh, they called me. And, like, show, they would come to my games. Coach Les would come to my games in AAU. But it wasn't until literally my last AAU game he called me and he said, hey, man, we want you to um, come on a visit, right? So that was my first introduction into the business of, of college athletics, right, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, in one sense he could say that, right, but they're also recruiting two or three other guards Mm -hmm. that they're saying the same thing to. So, um, you know, it was a drive home from Long Beach. I was excited. I thought that, okay, this is going to be the first of many scholarships. You know, this is, you know, going to senior year. Um, You know, didn't really get that many other looks. Um, UC Davis kind of fell off a little bit because I think they were looking at somebody else. So that was a little bit of a stressful time. But again, I just, you know, put my head in the gym and just kept on working. And, um, you know, eventually – um, I was able to go on that visit um, and, and get that offer. And that, I finally got an official offer, I want to say, the middle of October of, right, right before going into my senior year. Mm. Um, I committed on the spot at, at on my visit and then I signed that November, I want to say, in the early signing period. So, yeah. uh, it was just that. And I always tell kids, it's like, only thing you need is one, right? And my mindset going into that was one, I had to prove everybody that didn't recruit me that they made a mistake. And even the little chip that I had, you know, with the, you know, kind of off and on with UC Davis, it was like, I had to make sure to let you know that you guys made the right decision in choosing me, right? So um, I took it very seriously and I, um, you know say so just attacked it and just try to make the most of my experience going uh, into UC Davis. I think I committed and signed that season they actually uh, only won five games so we were literally going from ground zero out yep. there so uh, it was it was going yep. it was a tough hill to climb i'll say that
0: so you you, you, get, you get on campus I man. i'm sure mom and dad happy everybody's proud but now the next level of work starts we talked about it from middle school to high school what about high school to college how much more did you have to ramp it up
1: yeah and no, it was different <laughs> it was different, man. Like, you know, it's one thing. Like, my dad would tell me, right? Like, this is college. This is what you be doing. This is how it's gonna work out. He can tell you all that, right? And I always use this uh, analogy, right? You know, you can go to church every every Sunday as a kid, but until you have your testimony, then that's when you become a believer, mm. right? So that was that part, right? And that first, I would say, like week and a half, my legs were shot. I couldn't even run anymore. I was over here dead from the lifting. Uh, the, the tour days and, and all that type of stuff. But uh, at the same time, man, I was so excited. I was just so excited to be a college basketball player and to be around there and stuff. Um, I was fortunate enough, especially, you know, I get on the campus, we go to summer school, and we do the first summer session. So I, like, graduated from high school. I was probably there, like, two weeks later. And um, the reason was because we went on a foreign trip. So actually, my first game with uc davis was um in france no in italy i would say it was in italy you know so uh we went to italy and france on a on a tour out there and um i mean those are those things that when i was out there i was in tears yeah actually but it's like man like you go back to running those hills in middle school you go back to being in the gym you know you know late hours early mornings and all that type of stuff working it's like you did it for for that, right? Yeah. I was able to go to to Italy and France all expenses paid, right? It was uh it was great. Super it was really
0: dope. great, man. Super dope, super dope. So, go through some experiences. Uh any hiccups while you're at UC Davis? Any any any, any downfalls you you can mention that kind of met, you know, kind of swung your way while you were oh, there? No, nah, I mean, it was a uh, it was
1: ebbs and flows, you know, from injury to to just uh confidence you know what I'm saying, it's In doubt and questioning if you really like basketball you even more, all that type of stuff crept in, right? Um, the first one was um, I ended up, and I, in, well, I'll say this, I ended up playing um, 10 games my true freshman year, right? I was struggling at the beginning, just trying to get used to it. I had a real good game. My first college basketball game was against Marcus Smart at Oklahoma State. Mm. It had a real good game. The starting point guard fouled out. Uh, early in the second half, and I kind of just took the raise. and was going crazy, right? So, um, I thought that okay, we we took the money; it's about to be good. I ended up struggling the next game. It rolled over, and we go to this three-game tournament in um, and I want to say Utah. And on the second game, I break my foot, mm-hmm. like the same fifth tarsal that like Damian Lillard had, that CJ McCollum had. So I had that right, and. Um, I was hurt and I was hurting, man. I was like, dang, I wanted to play that season. The thing that was the blessing though, was that if I would have played the third game, I would have, um, what would I say? I would have lost my season. So I was able to get mm-hmm. my medical red shirt because I played less than a third of the season and stuff. So, uh, that was still tough. We had, um, a good opportunity to go to the tournament that year. I felt like if I would have played, we would have had a good chance. Um, You know, I go into the next season and we have a a terrible season. We just don't, I think we went like nine games going into my redshirt freshman year. It was just a lot of turmoil, a lot of doubt, a lot of just like, it it was, it was tough, you know, getting up and going to practice every day. It was tough, you know, um, playing these games and and losing. It was something that I wasn't used to, um, you know, just coming from Sakai, coming from Sutter, all that type of stuff, right? So it was an adjustment that way. Um, you know, just, you know, I had many talks with, with friends, family, just on trying to get me centered and grounded again with the game, uh, took that summer and really just, uh, you know, focused on finding the joy again in the game of basketball. Right. And it worked tenfold in, in going into the NIT my sophomore year and stuff like that. Um, I think probably one of the biggest hurdles actually was, was my junior year as seniors left and i was kind of coming into that that leadership role and not necessarily understanding how much of that was taking a toll on me just having to Mm -hmm. be there and we were struggling again that year and just like trying to learn how to be a leader learn how to be a guy that these guys have to look after and being that example it was a tough but you know again going to my senior year it was it, it worked out right it worked tenfold but Definitely a lot of ebbs and flows, yeah. definitely a lot, man. And so, then also even academically, just right. trying – trying, UC Davis is not an easy school to go to, and I learned that quickly. So uh, just the this, this stresses of having to juggle, you know, school and basketball and traveling and, you know, all that type of stuff. It was it was a lot, yeah. but, you know, it is what it is, right?
0: Yeah, so we talk about that, but just those, that sacrifice, right, uh, limiting distractions to be successful, sacrificing to your senior year. Go through your senior year, bro. This NCAA bid happens. Also, actually that year, do you guys win the league that year or the tournament that year? Is that how you get yeah, your bid? Yeah, right? So, no, go ahead.
1: No, I'll break it down for you, man. Yeah. I, I'll just, that, that, uh, I'll say this, that, so I'm, I'm blessed. I'll say this first. I'm blessed because like I told you, uh, my freshman year, I went to Italy and France for um, that foreign trip. Every four years, they go on a foreign trip, and me getting hurt and registering my freshman year allowed me to go uh, to Costa Rica, right? <laughs> my, uh, my senior year. Right? Yeah, for sure. So Don't I, miss I that one. At that at all, right? <laughs> I wasn't mad that I was stamping, getting my stamps in, you know, all expenses. Yeah. Right. So, uh, our tournament run started there, right? We, we played some games, team bonding. It was a very surreal feeling because. I was looking at my teammates. I was seeing how we were gelling just off the court, being in a different country, just, you know, having just us there. And I seen the talent that we had. I've been in the league for a while. And I said, you know what, uh, this is our chance, right? We understand that being a, a small school, we only get an opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament, you know, by winning conference, by winning the tournament, right? So, um, it was funny, we went to the NIT my sophomore year, and my coaches and everybody was obviously happy because it was the first time in school history. And I told them, I said, I never dreamed of going to the NIT. I dreamed of going to the NCAA tournament. So I remember we came back from that trip and talk about manifesting. I was literally calling my grandparents who used to watch games all the time from Arkansas, but never came to one. And I told them, I said, you know, in, in March, you're gonna have to get your flight tickets because we're going to the tournament. We're, we're making that happen, right? So um it was the first time I still pull from that um you know just in life where I set out and really claimed it Mm -hmm. right and as the journey of that season started going on and there was a lot going on during that season the faith of knowing that I know that this team is good enough to go Mm -hmm. kind of aligned a lot of stuff right so the beginning of that season we um we 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 don't come out too hot. I I want to say that we, our whole preseason was in the snow. It was cold. Mm-hmm. We was in North Dakota. We was in Alaska. I was not liking it, right? But, um, it was just a tough. We were losing games that we weren't supposed to. It was a lot of like come to Jesus meetings that we had, just trying to like get this thing right. Um, but we started to catch our stride, especially in conference. Um, when I knew that this was divine was um we end up fighting for first place in the conference, right? The conference season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we It goes down to a game against UC Irvine. It's the last game of the season. And we played at Irvine. When I tell you, we got clapped. I'm talking about. They 30 pieced us. They best player went for 30.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was just all bad. And it was like one of those things where it was like, yeah. I, after the game, I was literally trying to find the purpose. Why? Why? Was it like that, right? I ended up seeing our be- one of our better players at the time, and he's down. He tells me, oh, I uh, I didn't score. I was like, you didn't score? I said, oh, we're good. I said, that's not going to happen again. Um, we ended up losing. We, we went undefeated at home. We, our last three games that we lost was against Cal Poly at Cal Poly, Fullerton at Fullerton, and Irvine at Irvine, Right us getting that second seed and not winning the, the conference season, right, which that season automatically puts you in the NIT. Mm-hmm. Um, I once said, they can have the NIT. I don't want to go to the NIT. I want to go to the tournament. I then looked at the the, the, the like bracket, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, first round, we play Cal Poly. If we win that, most likely we're going to play Fullerton. <laughs> if we win that, we're going to probably play Irvine.
0: Irvine.
1: And I was like, Oh, we're good. I want all the smoke. I want all of that. Right. I need that. Right. All of that. Cause I want to end my college career with a win against every team that we play, right? right. So, um, we go through that journey, win our first game, we end up beating Fullerton on a buzzer beater at the end of the game. And, um, that last game, and this kind of goes back to even like in high school, it just understand that I can guard anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the best player on Irvine he went for 30 against us last week the the week before that right and after we won that Fullerton game guys were kind of like joyous and stuff like that but I knew that the the you know what Kobe said "Job's not finished
0: yeah.
1: I've not done so I, I looked my coach dead in the eyes and I said I want him and I that's it right so um you know he's a great player and i'm not saying this to diminish but he had a tough time that day supposed it was to. It, it was real bad right yeah. and i wasn't letting him uh i wasn't letting him be the reason that that my dreams didn't come true mm-hmm. so um you know that's that was that and we won that game and it was everything right um i don't know if you want me to get into the actual tournament but it was like
0: let's, uh, let's was get great. into the the initial Turn it apart, but clock's already hit zero, and you know you win this game, get the automatic bid. Right there in that moment, what are you thinking, bro?
1: Yeah, yeah, so so how this works out was, it was a um, we had to get a stop, because they had the last shot and they would have made it, they could have won, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy turns the corner they throw it, like, over the top to the opposite side to try to get him a, a catch and shoot, and it was my guy. And so I had to get become a DB real quick, I tapped that out the way, and like at that point, when the clock ticked zero, I was like, What's, did this happen? And I just like scream like, yes. And I just run to my teammates. Yeah. I see I'm getting chills right now. I run to my teammates, and we're just grabbing each other because this was the first time in school history. We weren't supposed to do this. And it was just – I'm talking about, like, anything and everything. I'm hugging my coaches. My parents come down from the stands. We had some people from Davis that were there. And it was just everybody on the court – just yelling going crazy they give us our hats they give us our t-shirts we're hopping on the tables we're just you know <laughs> flexing flexing yeah, right yeah. um things calm down we finally uh you know cut the nets and that was just like like man like you know you you dream about that moment you never know how you're going to actually act in that moment and just to be able to to have that type of euphoria, it was, it was, there's nothing like it, man. Like anytime I think about that time when I tip the ball and it goes to zero, it's like, man, we really did that. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, dope. yeah. Super dope. Uh, the big dance ticket gets punched. Uh, I believe I saw footage of you guys getting off a plane somewhere or going and, and, and definitely saw you cause it was all over the local TV. Just that initial movement from, Okay, now this is like a whole nother tournament, another ball game. Uh, what's on your mind as a leader, as a uh, that team, and as a person who, who spoke into fruition, but now has a chance? Let's go get. Let's think about. Let's get this one done. Let's get one. What's on your mind?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man. So it's like you know how that how that thing went about. We win the game. We go back to the hotel. We don't get any sleep, right? Everybody <laughs> just right. We I tried. I tried,
0: but I couldn't. Right. So. We fly,
1: um, fly commercial, coming back to Davis. When we get to Davis, uh, we have our watch party, right? So we get to our watch party. Uh, you know, that's the the big thing. Everybody's yeah. there at the at the restaurant and stuff like that. We find out where we're going, Dayton, Ohio, right? For the for the first four playing games. Right. So we're excited. Literally, man, we go get some treatment. I go back to my apartment. I unpack my clothes, wash my clothes, pack them again, because Selection Sunday was obviously Sunday. We're leaving, and we're flying out Monday morning, <laughs> so we we don't even have a chance to be in Davis, right, to just, like, feel it and stuff, so we get on the plane, and that was my first time flying a charter and stuff, and that experience was, was something, yeah, man. Sir. The, the, the bus stopped right there. We walked straight from the bus, right onto the plane, the whole planes for us, you know, it's all uh, players, coaches, staff, and just like the band, you know, everybody's there. Um, you know, that part, so to answer your question about being a leader and stuff like that, it was um, a, definitely a focus. One mm-hmm. thing that we had to do was balance enjoying the moment. Right. But then my thing was like, all right, we're going to have fun when we get to the hotel and they're playing the music and stuff like that. We're going to enjoy that. But when it's time to watch film, when it's time to practice, you know, all that type of stuff, it's time to really lock in. So, um, you know, that's what we did. And I think, like, the the biggest change and challenge was, honestly, the media. It was just so much media around, and we weren't used to it, right? Just always in your face and everything like that. So that was cool. I got to meet my girl, Roz, go along with it. Um, you know, that was one of my highlights. But... Um, yeah, we're in that first four and we're kind of, you know, up and down, we don't really know the team, but they got to the point probably like in the second half where, you know, you kind of have the, the thought in your mind of like, okay, if this doesn't turn out good, we, we made it, we're in the, the, the play in tournament and stuff, but then at the same time, it's like, ah, man, like we, we here, like, let's get us a dub. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're playing North Carolina central. We lock in, we get that dub, and, you know, we win that game. So we got the first win in school history um, immediately after the game. We had, like, three hours, four hours, maybe, since, like, after the buzzer sounded to do media, to go to the hotel, to shower, to pack up, because we had to get back on the charter. We had, like, an NBA schedule. We had to get on the charter that night to head to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. Because then we had uh, – and that's that's when you realize, okay – we are really here. Like this is this is the real tournament, right? We had Tom Izzo walking out this way. You got Miles Bridges pulling up to practice. You got uh, you know just fans looking at us. They're looking at me for a picture and an autograph, but I'm looking behind, like who you looking at, like, <laughs> like who you you know what I'm saying, like we're yeah. just UC Davis. So um, yeah, it was good, man. So you know, obviously we go up against Kansas, and Kansas had Josh Jackson, Frank Mason. They just had a good team and we, we gave a good fight we were in it for a minute i think we had a technical foul that kind of like spread it open i think we had a technical and then Devontae graham hit like a three and mm-hmm. that kind of broke it open right but um to hear the the jayhawk faithful like to hear them like roar to have Trey songs in my game uh, <laughs> to have all that type of stuff was just was just uh, it's an experience that i'll never forget yeah. man like for
0: real definitely dope man I, I mean that's why you do put all that work in man that that's definitely uh dope, man. I'm just I'm like damn replaying it in my head too. Like yeah, that was I, I can imagine it for you, man. So great career, finished college there. Um, what's next for you at this point? Do you know immediately what you're gonna get into as far as your life change, or what do you do? You try pro basketball? Or what do you try after after graduation?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm looking to be a pro. You know, I um, you know I'm, I'm working out and stuff like that. And that was just another eye opening experience in terms of the business of basketball, right? And I don't think I, I didn't handle it the best way in terms of just maneuvering through it, but um, nonetheless, right? um, One thing that, you know, I, I'll give, you know, UC Davis a lot of credit. And obviously my parents was understanding that I'm more than just a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always had that understanding of just being well-rounded. So, um, you know, the fear of, you know switching gears or like aligning with other things was never a, a issue for me i actually got my real estate license soon after i uh, graduated right And the the what still is the the idea of it right is you know i ended up getting a job playing in this in this league a small league and i played and you know coming back for the off seasons it was just laying those bricks for the real estate right because ultimately i know that eventually this ball is going to stop bouncing. Right. Either I just decide not to play it anymore or physically I can't do it anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And one thing I wanted to do was like concurrently kind of like set that foundation and grow. And, um, you know, especially during this, uh, this COVID season, uh, it allowed me to, to really, um, you know, expand, you know, my real estate, uh, business and, uh, kind of like establish myself within that, you know, so. Um the transition was not seamless nonetheless. I'm you know, I'm obviously uh, a kid that love loves playing basketball. I still work out every day. I, I definitely um am waiting for the opportunity and looking for that job. I still go after it and stuff like that with that. But I understand, you know, shout out to, to LeBrons of the World, to the Kobe's, the to understand that, you know, there are multiple ways to make income. There are multiple bags out here. And you have to understand that, you know two things can be done, right? When I work out, I work out just like I, I used to work out, and then go to school and spend that time going to school. I just replace that with business ventures, business opportunities. So um, it allows me to still lock in and focus. And actually it helps me with my basketball. It helps me get away from, from the stress of, dang, I had a bad shooting day. Like I should have got better, right? I don't have time to really sulk on it. Because I have other things that I'm grinding with at the same time. So it allows me to separate that and then get back to the hoop and stuff like that whenever I do that, you
0: know. That's what's up. So um, and especially in that business, man, we, as we know, it can be tough, good. You can have a ride, ride the wave. But just for me, just the helping people part. Where does that part come from as far as wanting to help people? Because, I mean, yes, you're doing a service. I understand it's a job. But you're also helping people get their dreams or get their accomplishments? Where is that kind of, um, feeling, uh, whatever you want to call it, come from within you uh, to do that?
1: Yeah, no, most definitely. I I think it it comes from, uh, I'll say, I don't think this is the best word, but the privilege that I've had to be, um, exposed to things in the real estate business. I always tell people, right. I've been in real estate for, for most of my life. My, my mother, uh, has been a realtor for 21 years and has had close to 900 transactions. Um, I've witnessed, you know, I used to go to Salvation Army uh, rec league basketball games. And after that, we would, I'm still in my jersey, we would go to one of our rental properties and I'm collecting rent and stuff like that. I'm getting cash money put into my hands. So I'm seeing the power mm. of real estate. I'm seeing how um, how big and significant it is. And I'm also noticing uh, the peers around me that just don't have the knowledge of of real estate it's just the value of you right how you could have equity and make money off of the equity of your home how you could have passive income by owning a rental property how you could own one side own a duplex live in one side and have the other side pay for your rent so that you have more financial freedom right my parents um, were able to go to I, I think my dad can count on one hand how many games he hasn't been to of mine, right? Uh, same thing with my mom. Those trips that I went to, my parents were there. They were able to do that, right? And they had the financial freedom to do that. So the helping, it just comes from I want to be able to let people know and be exposed to some of the things that I was exposed to at a young age because, you know, if you don't, if you know better, you'll do better, you'll do better right? Nice. In our community... Um, credit is one thing that is like very tough. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I explain to people is like, I from a long time ago knew that when I get some money, I want to own real estate. I want to get some property. So as money comes in to my hands, I'm already allocating and putting some away to eventually down the line, get a property. Right. I am aware that in order to get a loan, I have to have this type of credit score so if I just know those things and have those things to look at as I'm going just throughout life I'm talking about from high school to college and all that type of stuff right you then understand like why you're doing that as opposed to if you just don't know that okay I need six six fifty credit score Mm -hmm. in order to get a house why would I need to work on my credit if I don't know that that's the reason I need to have good credit right so you know, again, in our community, um, specifically, but, you know, black people, people that look like me, that are around this, I wanna be able to just give people information. And as long as they know the information on the back end, you know, that would help me out, but that's not really the main goal. The main goal is just to have people get into this game and really start to make their money work for them.
0: That's what, man, that's what's up. Yes, yeah, Ben, education is the key as far as that point, because I can definitely attest to not knowing, but now I can see the transition is the information is being brought out before in different uh, assets, different social media types. Everybody's trying to get informed. We have access to it now. So, I mean, if it's now, now, you do it now, right? Like, it's there for you now. Let's do it. So, before we get out of here, man, where can people find you at, man? Go ahead. Shout out the, the information, man. I want to let everybody know where they can link up with you at. And if they need some info, they want to come look at the crib, man. Go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Um, You know, my, my Instagram is probably the, the best thing that you guys can go to. You can yeah. go at Darius Graham Realtor. Um, just like that. Um, I also have a website, com, And at that website, you could actually uh, go ahead and download an app with a trusted lender that I know, uh, get you pre approved, and see where you are, right? So, you know, with all of these, you have to know where you are and where you want to go to. One thing, one of my models is it doesn't matter if you're looking to buy in the next three months or the next three years. This is a journey, and we want to be on that journey with you. And it's better for you to get ready for when you are ready, right? So um, go on to my page on Instagram to be able to um, get just little informationals. Uh, As you know, I drop nuggets, you know, uh, throughout the week on just everything real estate. And then on the website, you can contact me, email me, um, and then also get pre-approved. And we can go on from there and see where you are and and start this journey.
0: Yes, sir. And like I said, I make sure, you know, always all my guests, I make sure I tag everybody in there so they can find you as well, man. Do they background, do they, do they homework or look into it, man? And, and I'm trying to be that link and that bridge, whoever, man, be a resource, bro. So I appreciate you, man, taking time with your schedule, man. Uh, again, much love. Keep grinding, brother. And if you need something, you know where you can find me. And I know where to tap in with you at, man. Yes, lastly, I just
1: want to Go say, ahead. man, congrats to you.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, it's you, the bro. honor
1: to be on this, on this podcast. I've been listening. I've been watching you do this thing. Like we said, we go back, I've known you for a long time yeah. and in respect to a, a black man that's doing good things in his community. You know what I'm saying? It's it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, I've never had the privilege of being coached by you, but I know the work that you put in. I know that you what you do for them and congrats on being the new head coach at Kennedy, Appreciate man, it, man. I know that you can get that that program back to where it needs to be yes, sir. and stuff like that. So I just want to be able to give you your flowers as well. to let you know that you are doing the right thing to keep doing what
0: you're doing. Oh, man, you you already know. It's always been love since day one, man. I can't even know. I mean, nothing else needs to be said about that. So it is what it is, man. I appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. All right, man, you have a good one, man. Stay grinding. All right, sir. All right, baby.